It's the time of year when we're all thinking about goals and priorities. Now is the time to plan your next trip. Whatever kind of travel fills you up, whether it's lounging on the beach, connecting with family and friends, or going on a foreign adventure, Expedia has the tools you need to plan a great trip. Download the Expedia app or visit Expedia.com to start planning. You do need to be a OneKey member to use price tracking. Signing up is easy and free. Expedia, made to travel. Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. Welcome to Oprah's 2020 Visionary Talks. From the stage of my own 2020 vision, Your Life in Focus Tour, WW Weight Watchers Reimagine, and I join forces to bring you candid conversations with some of the world's most famous trailblazers whose story of wellness will empower you to discover the highest, truest vision for your life. All right, we're ready. I can tell you that it means so much to me that when we first announced this, first of all, I'd never like asking anybody to do anything for me because I don't like having favors out there in the world. But it was so incredible when we started this idea of the tour and were able to get this wonderful lineup of visionaries and thought leaders who said yes to join us on the WW Presents Vision Tour. And Amy Schumer, represents everything it means to be fearless, to be funny, to be vulnerable, and holy yourself no matter who is watching. Please welcome Amy Schumer! Look at your montage, so nice. That's how I identify as just is a girl that person? in lingerie and heels. So Amy, Amy had what sounds like a really tough week, which makes it all the more special that you would give up your Saturday as everyone else has given up their Saturday to make the sh- trip to come to Charlotte. Who doesn't want to spend their Saturday with Oprah well, in thank Charlotte? You. Thank come you on. Really, was it a grueling week? What's going on? This week was really tough but I do feel better. I had IVF this week. Um, I don't know what that stands for, but, <laughs> but I know I had it, and then I, uh, <laughs> and then I, you know, I had my egg retrieval on Monday, uh-huh. which is also the last time I pooped. I said I wasn't gonna say it, but I did. Yeah. You can't poop after. Um, 
but and I've been feeling rough all week, but yeah. I feel better today and knowing I was coming to see you. And you've been sharing this, you. this IVF journey on social media. Yes, I, I have been posting about IVF. Um, yeah, I just thought I'll share it. Yeah, because one time we posted you were feeling run down and pretty emotional because your hormones yeah. are like all over the place, right? Yeah, they're still all over the place. So like, watch out. <laughs> um, I mean, it was really, I, you get shot with a ton of hormones. I still have my, you know, the bruises from where you get the shots. I mean, it's, I don't want to discourage anyone, um, but it hurts. Uh, <laughs> those shots hurt, and then you get to have the egg retrieval, and then after, you, you know, your ovaries are filling up with fluid. IVF, guys, woo! Uh, and during this time, I saw you posted where you were asking other people just to send me any advice you have about it. Did you get any yeah. good advice? Well, you know, it's not something that, uh, there have been some people who've been really open about it. I know Gabrielle Unionhead, um, and just people who they've shared their journeys with it. Uh, but I didn't really have like a big group to ask about it. So I was like, yeah. well, why don't I ask everybody? Um, <laughs> and see what you know, happens. get all the tips. Just like you guys have Connect, right? Yeah. For, for WW, I, uh, I used my Instagram and, and asked like, what, what should I know? What, what do you wish you knew? And man, like, Women were just really down to, to reach out and share and, and uh, help me and like hold my hand through it. I love that you came in your sweats. So Amy sent me a, a text <laughs> earlier and said, do you think this is okay to wear? I go, you should wear whatever makes you feel comfortable. Yeah. And you were having a stylist come over and they were going to do the whole dress thing. And I got a dress. You got it's a dress. hanging up in my closet. I said, just, I said, it's Charlotte. They're going to love you love just me. the way you I are. Know. I do love Charlotte. I've performed here a lot. Really? Yeah. Mostly for the Hornets, but also I've performed stand-up. <laughs> My husband won't watch this, right? No, I, uh, and I just ate some biscuits backstage that will change your life. Yeah, the food here, it's not and a so joke. so you don't do the point thing or anything? No, I use all my points on these biscuits. I was gonna say, because <laughs> a biscuit can take you down. Yeah. yeah. Now, you said that this whole process has taught you to actually be more patient and kind with yourself. What does that look like for you, patience and kindness showing up for yourself? I think as, as women, I know there are men here too, and I don't want to alienate you, but I think as women, the, the expectations on us are so high to always be okay, always look your best, feel your best, you know, and, and so I, wait, what am I talking about? You're... <laughs> You're talking about this process of being kinder to yourself. Kinder to myself, okay. <laughs> you know when you're talking and then you look out and you're like, there are truly 15,000 people here. <laughs> and Oprah. I'm like, am I high? I'm not high. <laughs> but I'm like, I think I'm high. Um, it's really easy to be, to feel guilty all the time, especially now having a baby. Like just that self-guilt, the self-hate. And it can get to me too. And, and what do you say to your friends? You know, like give yourself the advice you give your friends. Love yourself like you're your own mother, you yeah. know? Like be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. You know, so just, it's th those feelings of guilt, they're useless and they're not real. And Do you have them now as a, as a new mother? Like, are you doing it right? Do you have those, am I doing it right? Yeah, it's, and you know, and I'm working and like, I know there's working mom vibes out in this audience. It's, it's a constant, 
it, it, there's a constant like just cycle of, of guilt and shame about it. You're like, should I be with my baby all the time? Like somebody else is taking care of my child right now. But really what I've learned for myself is like the best thing you can do is to take care of yourself so that when you show up for your kids, yeah. you are Fill the best your version of yourself. Absolutely. It's no question. But I do love the fact that you said, look, I'm going to come, I'm going to do this for you, and then I'm going to go right out. I'm not even going to wait to say goodbye to you backstage. Can you believe it? I'm not going to say goodbye to you. No. So let's just do it now. Bye. Bye. It was bye. so it was good so seeing you. you. You look amazing. So much. Thank you. For coming. Love to Gail. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you said your hope now, so the reason you're going through all this IVF is so that you can have a sibling for Jean. Yeah. Because you thought just having one would not suffice. No, having one, and if you want to have one kid, do you. No pressure. I, I, think, I think my husband really wanted us to have another one because we love him so much. I think he thinks that it's creepy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, just obsessed, you know? And he thinks, like, we got to have another one so that you're not, you don't make him into, like, a complete weirdo. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm really close with my sister, and so we were like, we got to try. We got to try to get a sibling. And so you had a really, really difficult pregnancy. I mean, not just morning Beyond. sickness, but morning sickness every day. Like, yeah. you were calling me from different states, like, I have connections. Like, yeah, I yeah. was, like, calling you, like, I'm in you Tennessee. Know, do you know a doctor? Do you know someone who can give me an IV in Chicago? I'm dying. <laughs> I'm on the floor. Um, yeah, it was, I had hyperemesis which uh, I also have endometriosis. Uh, and, you know, it's a lot, there's not a lot of research on these, these women's issues because that's what they are. They're women. I mean, they now have chewable Viagra, but they can't throw us a bone with endometriosis. <laughs> um, I, give some money to the studies for ladies also, please. But yeah, I was so sick. I was, I couldn't keep anything down. I was hospitalized. Four times. Four times. Like, you know. Were you really afraid, though, during that time? Because you're thinking, I, you know, I could lose this baby. One in three women with hyperemesis lose the baby. Oh. And something like 50% lose their jobs. You can't work. It's, the, if you've ever had food poisoning, it's that. I had that for nine and a half months. Because you know you're not pregnant for nine months. That is a lie. I don't know why they say nine months, nine months, and you start doing the math, and you go, it's ten months. At least, right? I mean, it really is. And I heard that one of your takeaways from all of this was that women are just warriors. We are warriors. All of us. I mean, for real. That is what I learned. I didn't just learn how strong I was. I really learned as a whole how strong women are. And, you know, men are great, too, and, like, that's awesome, and you guys can, like, throw a touchdown. But, like, can you make a baby? We can make a baby with our body. Yeah, yeah. It's growing like, in there. you know, football's great, but, like, make yeah. a baby. It's pretty amazing when you think about it's it. It's amazing. Pretty amazing. And just the pain. Everybody in the... here made a baby. Give yourself a high five. Woohoo! Woo! Look at y'all. Don't go anywhere. More to come after this short break. No two travelers are exactly alike, and that means no two trips should be either. Texas' vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. Are you a beach person? 
Well, you'll be having fun under the sun with Texas 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies can't get enough of Texas world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interests. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. Macy's Mother's Day gift guide has the perfect gift to make mom feel special. Shop by price, like 25 and under to 100 and under. Category, like fragrance, handbags, and more. Or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything. Gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted and for grandma. Get top gifts like Dolce & Gabbana Devotion, Eau de Parfum, Coach Floral Printed Leather Cassie Crossbody Bag, and Le Creuset Shallot Dutch Oven. Shop at Macy's.com slash The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. So you're, you're pretty much an open book on social media, particularly your posts about being a new mom. I enjoyed your hospital underwear photo. <laughs> oh, good. I was hoping this would come up again. Woohoo! Look why, at that. Why do you I like it so those. much? Why do I love those underwear? Yeah. Oh my God, they're a dream. <laughs> why? You know how like we're supposed to be able to um, put on like my my friend Mia Jackson, a hilarious comedian, has a joke about this. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I mean, sorry, taken. Married, sorry. <laughs> My friend Mia has a joke about that, like, girls are supposed to look cute in their, like, boyfriend's clothes, you yeah, know? But yeah. she's really tall, and so she's like, it just fits right, you know? Yeah. Um, and for me, it's like, I never feel, underwear, I'm always like, ugh, like, I guess I'll go up a size. But you know when you put on some big underwear, you feel like, I'm, I'm a little baby, I'm little, you know? <laughs> I'm like, mm, drowning in this underwear, so... That underwear makes me feel really good about myself. Fantastic. <laughs> also, I think, is this a way of you sort of diffusing the fame and remaining authentic, these kinds of posts? I think, Is that important yes, for you? I think so. I, you know, being authentic is, has become the most important thing to me. Yeah. Uh, and I think with, with social media, you know, we, you follow people and when they're just like, look how perfect. And... No offense, because I'm guessing that this is an audience that sends out Christmas cards, but like, <laughs> like I know your Christmas cards are hanging in everyone's house, but I'm like, 
you know, I, I want to see a little bit more of the truth. You know, don't show me your family on your best day. Yeah. Like, what, what's really going on? And I did, you know, I grew up with like a very broken home and I, I didn't feel like that perfection. And, and rather than feeling bad about it, I just wanted to share it because I think a lot of people can relate and everybody's well, going through you know, their own hard times. And, and, and you don't seem to, you know, I'm really interested in this whole subject of shame and how that, that holds us back. You don't seem to have any. I think that's great because you, so you know you pose nude and then you laugh about how everyone says, "Oh, how brave you are that you that you pose nude." I, um, you know, uh, to be honest, I. So you get a lot of advice when you're pregnant. Everybody yeah. wants to tell you, and um, I think they have good intentions, but a lot of it's pretty pushy. And so people say to you, you know. Uh, do whatever you want. If you want to have a C-section, you want to have it natural, whatever you want, do you. But really, their subtext is like, try to have a natural birth. You better push that baby out with no drugs, you know? <laughs> and uh, so, and then I was getting advice like prenatal yoga really helps. And so I immediately signed up for a C-section. Um, <laughs> I'm not... You'll never see me, never. Uh, I did, but I had a C-section. I opted for a C-section, um, which, you know, that just can really, I mean, I did. I, I came out the sunroof and uh, I, I was so sick for so long and I knew because of endometriosis, I probably wasn't gonna be able to uh, have him vaginally, and and uh, some women can feel like you failed. I've heard people say that if you have a C-section, they feel like you failed. Because there's only... a lot. You were saying you never recognized that before that there was so much judgment. I know you went back to work after Jean was born, and then people are like, "Oh, you're going back to work? To yeah. What are you doing? You should be home with the baby." Um, and I was like, "They're probably right." Uh, I was really too vulnerable to be on stage, but. Um, but with things like that and with breastfeeding, again, it's like breastfeed until you have, like, give him the last. And again, people go, whatever, if you want to. But really the subtext is, you better feed him with your boobs. Like, you better. <laughs> but I, it wasn't right for our family. It wasn't, it was, it was too much on me. And I wasn't, and I was feeling, starting to feel bad. And I was like, and it occurred to me, I can stop breastfeeding. And uh, Serena Williams gave me great advice on great formula. And, and also, you know, like the greatest generation was raised on formula. <laughs> like people have been fine on formula. And he's so healthy, so good. And, and yeah, and that pressure is real. And, but what I realized was that it was self-inflicted. I'm not trying to vilify the other women that said, that said these things to me. It's gonna happen. You're gonna feel all these pressures and about a lot of different things, about being a mom or just being a, a woman. But if you let it get to you, that's on you. Like, I had to stop and say, no, this is all self-inflicted. I'm going to get rid of this guilt and do what's right for me and my family yeah. and what makes me feel healthy. That means you're a different kind of woman. That's a diff that, to me, is what a real feminist is. And I know you yeah. have your own ideas about it, right? I've tried to do that with my friends who are pregnant now, you know, just, like, really. Not and, and also, don't ask people even asking are you going to breastfeed 
what do you, don't worry about who's eating from her breasts. <laughs> Get, leave her alone. Stay in your own lane. Just say, I hope yes. you're healthy and you feel good and, and you're doing whatever you need to, to take care of yourself. But you're able to take the stuff that would embarrass, I think, most people and to turn it into not only a badge of courage, but even make a, make a joke about it sometimes, right? That's true. I can't help it. I, I, it's, and I think we've talked about this a little bit before, but it is a little bit, of, it started as a defense mechanism. Yeah. And then I just, I realize it really does make me feel better and it makes other people feel better, you know? But it's, does criticism ever get to you? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but not, I mean, not about my looks. When I, I mean, I've been trolled on the internet for so long. I'm actually, like, worried because I haven't been trolled that much lately. Like, where are they? Like, did they... <laughs> did they grow up and, like, did... I hope they grew up and they got families and they found some peace. But, like, I haven't been... Tr I was so trolled for so long. And where are the trolls? Like, <laughs> I need to hire a detective you, to make sure you, they're okay. Did you start making fun of yourself so that, because it was sort of a defense mechanism early on? I think on so. I think when I yeah. was younger, like, you know, I was definitely bullied and <laughs> shocking. Every comedian. Like, you'll never meet a comedian who was like, it was all good. Like, it was just good <laughs> and just happy. Um, I was really bullied and, and also... I still feel this way. If I think everyone in a room is thinking something, I want to be the one to say it. You know, that makes you feel like you have a certain power. But I don't really do that anymore. That's what the good comedians can do. Yeah, you, you, you kind of diffuse the room by saying the thing we're all thinking. Um, but I, do I asked think Tina Fey this last week, and yeah. her answer surprised me. Is there anything that should be off limits to making a joke about? Yeah. What did she say? I thought I she watched her. She said no. So. She said no. Well, she's an evil person. <laughs> and I'm glad that we finally learned that about Tina Fey. No, I was surprised. Oh, Tina actually gave me a joke to say. What? She said, um, well, she said she had so much fun with you, first of all. And she said that this event is, should be called Ocella. Ocella. We'll take it. That's pretty good, we'll right? We'll take it. Pretty good, Tina. Yeah, but, but I do think some things are off limits. I do. I, and I know that because I have said those jokes. Um, <laughs> it doesn't feel good. It honestly just doesn't feel good. Like I, I did, I used to do roasts. I was in the Comedy Central roasts, and uh, oh, one person, thank you. <laughs> um, uh, and I realized, like, you know, you think, oh no, nobody gets their feelings hurt. It's a roast. It's what oh, you're supposed no. to do. But no, people, it hurts your feelings. And I've had my feelings hurt, and. So I don't want to hurt people's feelings. So if I think it, that there's someone out there and it's going to hurt their feelings, I'm not going to say it anymore. That's really good. Yeah. I think that's good. It makes me feel better. Yes. Whatever comedian, whatever you want to do, but I, yeah. I think there's some off-limits so stuff. So earlier today, I was sharing the story about how getting pneumonia actually helped me be happier and more grateful for the body that I have. And last year, you said, filming the movie, I Feel Pretty, actually push you to do the work to fall in love with yourself. Thank you. I love that movie. Thank you, Just This Row. Um, <laughs> I thought that was a really great movie. Thank you. Um, the critics, now that we're talking, uh, no. I, um, yeah, that was, but also about criticism, I just want to say that I have learned from, from it. Also, there right. I can't. You can't say, "Oh, they're always wrong." Like I have learned from good critics. You know, right. there are some really talented critics out there. 
but I learned to fall in love with myself during I Feel Pretty because being on camera and being right out the gate asked to lose weight and whatever, um, and like Tina, like, you know, I, I went to some people, like, can you believe they want me to lose weight for this thing? And, the, and they go, like, just lose weight. And you go, all right, you know? But for me, the way I was losing weight to be in the movie Trainwreck. <laughs> Wait for it. <laughs> so rude. Just move. I was hungry, okay? Like, Hungry. I was hungry. It was not, you know, and my friends who are actresses who are like, no, like I found this way. I'm like, well, for me, like I'm, I don't want to be hungry, and I was hungry. And then I did something, I, and this is a sacrilege, I think, to WW, I'm not sure, but I, I haven't weighed myself in like eight years. Like I don't know, I don't know what those numbers are. I couldn't even begin to tell you. And being pregnant and not knowing your weight, like every time, then what do you weigh? And I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, what do you mean? Do you have a ballpark? I'm like, I have no idea. Like, your guess is as good as mine. And um, wh why is that? I, because it, I don't, because for me, knowing that number, like, I would get obsessed with it. And so not even thinking about that number, thinking about how I feel and knowing That's I'm great. putting nourishing foods in my body. That's great. And exercising, like, I don't need those numbers to tell me. That's how I feel. For me, that's what's right. That's great. But everyone is a different doing me. But I wanted to, with I Feel Pretty, I wanted to get to a place and I wanted to be teaching people to love the skin that you're in right now. Love this here today version of yourself. Don't be, you know, we're all striving for something, but, but, but love yourself right here and right now. Like the skin you're in without being like, oh, if I can just get that, then I'll be able to love myself. The win, the win comparisons. The win. Yeah. So you've been married now two years. Yes. Yes. Is it everything you thought it would be? Or it's, more? It's better. It's I really, better. I never wanted to get married. I never wanted to have kids. I didn't even think about it. Like, I, you know, kids, like little girls play wedding. I was like playing that I was a fortune teller, you know, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, Madame Levitsky, you know, it was like, I wasn't, I was playing characters. Um, but then I met this dude and I was like, I want to partner up with you for life, and I do want to get the government involved, and I <laughs> I want you to sign, I want to make a vow, everyone here heard you, and now you are mine. <laughs> I, we fell in love, and I could see what that partnership would look like, and I, uh, yeah, I, I fell in love. And I heard your, your writing was pretty hilarious, which was clear from the moment there was a man dressed as a woman who officiated and began with Dearly Beloved and Seth Meyers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? <laughs> you separated Seth Meyers from the Dearly Beloved. <laughs> yeah, Seth Meyers was there. Um, we had a really fun last-minute wedding, and we were just like, we wanted to be married. That's why, you know, we didn't want to, like, play on a wedding for a long time. We were like, we just wanted to be married. So we sort of... Got it out of the way. And how did you know that Chris was the one for you? His confidence, his self-assuredness. He was so confident about us, too. I just loved him, like I, and I just liked him. One night, we just sat there. We were just friends at first for, like, six months. And we were just sitting there watching old uh, episodes of Arrested Development. 
And uh, yeah, and we were reading, there's like a part, you know, of the New Yorker shouts and murmurs, and he was like reading me one of his favorite ones. And we were just, we just laughed at the same stuff. We liked the same stuff. And, uh, and he's hot. And I wanted to tap that. <laughs> Did you just say that? <laughs> I'd like to apologize. That was... Oh, but you know what he said to me? We were, you know, I, I don't know if you were ever like this. Well, I do know you were like this, and I think a lot of us can identify with this. Like, when you start liking someone, you have feelings, you are afraid of getting hurt, so you just don't, you want to just, like, either sabotage it right away or just know how it's going to end right away. Right, you right, know, right. like, we're, we're used to some level of control, so what's going to happen here? And so... I was texting him early on in our relationship. I said, well, I just hope you know. I don't know if I want kids, so if that's something you're looking for, I don't know if that's going to be me. And he said, um, I, he wrote back, right back. He said, I do want kids, and I want them with you. And when we have a family, this is we are dating for like three months at this point, and we'll have a beautiful family, and I can't wait. What did you do? I know right where I was standing in my closet. I like just, I had to like hold the wall. I was like, hold on a minute. Cause you know, you just see yourself This is three as, months in, cause three, three months you're still months just, in. yeah. But it was easy right away. It makes, when I feel like when you find the person yep. that you want to be with, it's, it it's sinks easy. Up. It's not. And during, oh, and during, your, during you know. your Netflix special, uh, Growing in 2019. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Growing you Netflix. Netflix. You shared that, that Chris was diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. Am right. I saying it correctly? Yeah, ASD, autism okay. spectrum disorder. And you say that all of the characteristics that actually make it clear that he is on the spectrum are the things that make you love him so much. Yeah. Like what? Well, he's so direct. I mean, like I was about to leave this morning. Yeah. And I'm like you know, the car's there, and I'm like, is this okay? And he goes, well, it's really too late. <laughs> and he was right, it was too late. It honestly was too late. And he'll just, I mean, he will just say things to people and not know that he just, like, completely crushed them. Yeah. Um, and just, his honesty is so beautiful to me. And uh, It's kind of like no filter. No filter. No none, filter. Which, it could be hard. It could be challenging at times. Also, but it's also a superpower where I think, you know, he, like, now people know he has autism, so... It, which, which I think is the benefit, was one of the benefits to being diagnosed, is people don't make him feel like he's bad or wrong. Like, he has different mm -hmm. brain chemistry. And I think, you know, our, a child being diagnosed could, you know, instead of it being about the stigma of it, it, it could help them feel like they're not bad. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Um, I, I wish that was... I wish he'd been. I wish he'd been tested at a younger age because I think it also makes a lot of people around you stressed and upset with you when it's not their fault. Right. Um, you said his superpower. What's yours? Oh, I can do like a ton of drugs. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and be fine. Uh, no. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank. Some things should be boring, like banking. 
Boring is safe and reliable. You don't want your bank to be entertaining. Entertaining is for podcasts with inspiring celebrity guests, not banks. PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is the service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Inc. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Didn't you say that your dream in life is to get... Yeah, we, we both have a dream in life. Yeah. And that is to get Gail to, to smoke, smoke weed. To smoke weed. We're looking at you, Gail. We're talking about wellness today, right? Yes. <laughs> no, in all, the edible, years, Gail, in something. all the years that I've been besties with Gail, and that's since 1976, and uh, been with Sedman since 1685. Uh, <laughs> wow. uh, in all those years, neither he nor Gail has ever had a sip of anything, and Gail still thinks uh, weed is a marijuana cigarette. Oh my so God, when you say, Gail. Gail, have you ever smoked weed? And she's like, no, I never had a marijuana cigarette. Well, I guess not. <laughs> if you're calling it a marijuana cigarette. You know, um, it's never nice to drug someone and I'm very against that. Yes. But if, but we, if we just could make ever do Gail it, it would be just one brownies. time. Right, just yes. one. Just, just one, one time. little. And then we'll Instagram it so y'all can see. Be great. I think women, I think, you know, in terms of all the things out there, weed is on the more harmless level and can really well, help. The least we can do is give her some CBD oil. Give her a CBD gummy. I mean, no, give the other day I was just like, Gil, just take it. It's going to be great because she has like these bad knees. And I go, it's going to be great for your knees. I don't know if I want marijuana in my knees. Poor Gil. Yes. We just want to haze her. Yes. We okay, do. so how does being married to a chef work? Does it mean he's fixing fancy things for you all the time? I want to say no because you guys won't hate me, but yes. Like, every night, bitches, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's amazing. Whoever you're with, Dump them and find a chef. <laughs> oh, it's just true. And he's, you know, he grew up on Martha's Vineyard and he was all about like real farm to table. And yeah. just so he's, it's just really nourishing, great foods. And, and so our son is cook, having all You purees. don't cook for him? N no. <laughs> and he yeah. doesn't stand there and tell me jokes, you know? He, um, <laughs> Good, 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 good. We stay in our lane. So great, so great. Have you ever like really tanked on stage? Have you ever like? Oh my God, 
Yes, in this state. Like, I've definitely, <laughs> I've, I've bombed all over the country. I did, I, I really have. And what you have to do bad. You have to do bad. You have to do bad to do better. You have to. I mean, that's, you really, you need, yeah, you need those low lows to appreciate the highs. And what do know? they teach you? Well, first of all, when you're first just not doing well in stand-up, the instinct is to like just go to the next joke and hope that goes better and you're really needy in the crowd. And you know, you can feel the difference of when someone is talking to you and you feel at ease yeah. versus when you feel bad for them. Um, <laughs> so you just have to realize all your fears on stage. Like everything happened to me, you know? Like, like somebody charged the stage and they threw a bottle at me. Um, you know, it was like, all, so everything has happened, you know? I performed at a hunger strike uh, by accident, I, <laughs> all my worst fears came true on stage, you know, For, it's like boxing, it's like you're afraid of getting hit, then you get hit so much you're not afraid of it anymore, and that's how it is with stand-up, I have no fears anymore because they all came true, <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, you just get more confident, you just get better, you've got to, you know, you, you get better if, when you work hard, there's no, there's no exception to that, you know. Not at all for no. any of us. So, oh, but you asked me backstage, and I wanted to tell you. Yeah. A couple comedians, because sometimes people will say to me, "You're my favorite female comedian," and I say, "Okay, who's your favorite male comedian?" And then they go, "I don't know." I go, "Well, maybe I'm just your favorite comedian." Um, <laughs> you know, like you don't say, "Oh, you're my favorite female chef." Like you can just say the thing. So, but I did want to list Mia Jackson. Aaron Jackson, Chelsea Peretti, Marina Franklin, uh, Janelle James, Rachel Feinstein, Bridget Everett. Check them all out because you will favorite. laugh as my favorite comics. Yeah. Wow. Those names. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Say it again. Mia Jackson, Aaron Jackson, not related. Janelle James, Rachel Feinstein, Bridget Everett, Marina Franklin. Okay. So I was going to ask Chelsea you, Peretti. what is the thing that never fails to make you laugh, aside from those comedians? Oh, gosh. Uh, something that never fails to make me laugh. Well, I would say, ugh, it's cheesy. It's my baby. Yeah. Ugh, who cares, Amy? Shut up. <laughs> uh, do but, you know yeah. immediately when you have written something funny, or do you have to test it to know I will sometimes I'll really think I've got something got something cooking you know mm -hmm. and I'll call my sister I always call her first and um, sometimes she just says no <laughs> she'll go no bye uh, <laughs> or and she never laughs actually now that I'm thinking about it you know she'll just go that's funny <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, then why aren't you laughing? Your body's supposed to have a reaction to that, but no. Like, I, I was, when I was on tour, this last tour, I was pregnant, and so I came up with a line, and I'll just kind of say it around her and see, and I said, you know, when you're pregnant, you're still you, you know? You're still working and traveling and drinking, you know? <laughs> and she really laughed at that, and... Uh, and I said, well, it's going in the act. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think you're born this way funny, or is it a funny gene, or does it come from other I, stuff? I do think you're, you're born with it. I think you've got that something that 
people can just see you and kind of start laughing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just walk out and like people just kind of, there's some artists like that where you just, you see their face, you just laugh. And, uh, but I think if you work hard at anything, you get better at it. So if you're not funny, I think you can work out how to be a better stand-up. But Do you think you could be close to someone who wasn't funny? Close, close? Yes. I mean, in other words, is there is, is lack of a sense of humor a deal breaker in a relationship? Not as close you? as I can be to someone who's funny. Or, or even just a great laugher. Yeah. You know, but I have to be able to say any sick joke I want around them yeah. to feel really close so to them. So you were talking about Chris cooking. Are you, <laughs> you know, your best friends. You want to say, like, disgusting yeah. stuff Are to you them. always joking at home? We're always playing at home. We joke a lot. We, so we a do. lot of laughter. It's a lot of play. A lot of play. Yeah. Chris and I, we, it's, it's a lot of joke. Actually, we've been role-playing. Yeah. And then, but my thing... Explain yourself. Is this not a wellness day? <laughs> but I always do this. I, I just always go, okay, I'm in a coma. That's, how, that's my sex role play. I just... <laughs> I'm the laziest person you'll ever meet. Because <laughs> you can't really, like, you know, if you're married to someone and you've been with them forever, you can't... I, I find that it's like, you can't really talk dirty anymore. It's like, oh, I'm going to do this to you. He's like, no, you're not. <laughs> He knows. And then you see them. You don't want to be disgusting. And then oh, you're like exactly beating your baby. You mean. You know? I, know, I know exactly what you mean. This is like, Seven and I have been together about 10 years. And I, was, I had done some show and someone was talking about, you know, how to entice your man or something. And he comes home and I'm like in this black negligee thing on the stairs. And he literally walks by and says, what are you doing? <laughs> what am I doing? Anyway, so oh I get God. exactly what you're cry. saying. That made me cry. That just made me cry laugh. That's hey. so funny. So, yeah, so, you're like, what do you think I'm doing? What My taxes. Hello? <laughs> it's hard. It's, you gotta, it's, yes. it's yes. so vulnerable to do that stuff. Yes. So do you have a, you know, we're all, we're, we're committing to a vision. Yeah. Do you have one? Now that you have a family, yeah. what I love is that whether you know it or not, every person has a dream for their family. And a lot of people haven't articulated that dream. I think people are just working towards, you know, making their families work. What is, that would be another thing to include in your vision. What's the dream for your family? Will you share that? I will. And that is such a beautiful question. I also, but before that dream for my family, like my dream for myself is that I poop today. <laughs> I, um. Because it's been I, since, it's, it's been just, since Sunday or Monday? I can't even tell you. It's like, can the camera see this? It's just. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Isn't that, it's just sitting there. It's not right. It's not right. I know. And I already and, asked and, and on did, Instagram IVF tips. It's, I been, can't been, through even... it's been since Sunday or what? Monday? It's been since Monday. Since Monday. You Monday. Monday. And this is Saturday? It's Saturday. How am I even here right now? I don't know. <laughs> 
I don't know. And I know what you're all thinking. I've already tried everything. I've tried prunes. I didn't have smooth move tea, but I'm going to. But I was scared if I had it that it would hit right while I was here. <laughs> and that's not part of anyone's vision for 2020. True that. It's true. Not, right? True that. True that. Um, okay. Okay. When I think of my vision for my family. It is also like, I love how life becomes like, it wasn't even your vision, you know? Like yeah. I, while we're talking about poop, I just have to say like, never did I, like right now, most of my day is me cleaning poop off the tiniest pair of balls you've ever seen <laughs> in your life. Just with a little cotton swab. <laughs> that was not on my vision board. Um, What I see for my family, uh, <laughs> what I want, what I wish for, what I see is, and then I'm going to take steps toward my intention, is, is health, keeping us all as healthy as possible. I really hope our family grows. And this IVF is going to yeah. come through for you. Yeah. Yes. Do you want one, two, two more? I one definitely more. am hoping for two. Two. And... You know, maybe more. I mean, once you have, like, I, I really have had a beautiful experience having a baby. You know, it's different for everybody. But I, uh, I really have to recommend, if you've got the resources to have a baby, to have a baby. It's been so life-changing for me. And uh, I really like the guy. Uh, and, I, I mean, I picture us all on the beach together and uh, teaching maybe a little girl how to play volleyball. Mm. I hope that vision comes. Me too. I'm to going to try for it. Try for it. Thank you, Amy Schumer. I love that you wore that. Thank you. Amy Schumer, thank you. Let's say goodbye. Bye. Bye now. Bye now. <laughs> I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul conversation. Thank you for listening. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.